Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I'm real excited about our episode today. We've got one of our longtime Vodacy members inside of our Empire Club, and we've got Susie Austin joining us. And Susie's going to be talking to us about her journey into vacation rental investing, but also becoming one of the top agents who works with, I mean, she's one of our top recommended partners inside of our mastermind group, works with a lot of investors, helping them on as their boots on the ground expert in the market that she's in right now. So Susie, thanks so much for joining us. I'm excited to have this conversation today. Hey, thanks so much, Sean. So glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're we're happy to have you. And so let's uh, we're we're missing Steve today. Steve wasn't, uh, but you you've got to you know, tell tell me about yours and Steve's journey first into kind of vacation rental investing game, and then what you know how how that how that journey looked, how you guys got started, what got you interested, and then we're going to really kind of shift gears and talk a little bit about you becoming really the recommended expert and boots on the ground person that you you I mean you're I mean really one of the top vacation rental agents in the country, probably in your local market too. So my journey began, you know, I'm a real estate agent on the Texas Gulf Coast and um, started specializing in the coast and was selling a lot of short-term rentals. <clears throat> and I remember turning to my husband and saying, why are we not doing this? You know, this is so much fun. I'm watching clients, you know, enjoy this fabulous journey of investing uh, we need to do this. And so we made a decision as a couple that if we're going to do this, let's take it to the highest level. Let's go top of market. Let's find an expert who can pave the way, uh, so to speak. And that's when we found you. And so we joined Vodacy. We went through the trainings together. Um, I found a property that I really wanted that I was excited about, but of course we wanted to be in agreement. We wanted to get an expert's advice. And so we wanted you to come in and, uh, and, and take a look at it. And you did. And we went forward with that. We renovated that property and it's, it's now one of the top, top properties, um, in, on the West end of Galveston. So we're real excited. We just love that property and we're looking to buy our second property. Nice. And when was that? Um, how, that was how? 2021. Yep. We joined Vodacy in 2021. We bought our property in 2021, renovated it for about four or five months, and then uh, went live in 2022. Nice. And we'll just so everybody's always listening, When if you're a new listener and you've listened to these types of interviews and some of our members that have these portfolios of properties, and we always post their properties because I always believe success leaves clues. And you, do, you guys do have a really stunning property in Galveston. Um, and, and so it's a really, I mean, it's a great property. Go look at it. You guys can check it out. Go stay in it if you're looking to get away and have a little beach vacation. But, um, and so, and, and Susie, you guys, you obviously had real estate background, right? You've been, mm -hmm. been a top producing agent in the greater Houston area for quite some time. Yes. Yeah, so I've been in real estate for over 10 years. Uh, my mom was a real estate agent. Um, and actually we owned a vacation property on the coast when I was growing up. So um, both Houston and Galveston are, you know, very familiar territory to me. And of course, my mom was an agent. She was a top agent, did very well. So I learned from her a lot. And now my daughters are both getting their licenses and um, coming along following suit. So that's fun. Um, but, you know, I 
when I decided where we were going to buy, it was really not hard because Galveston, our market is just, um, is just fabulous. And I see uh, my clients are doing very well and it's yeah. in our backyard. So it was a natural fit. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk to me a little bit about, because you were, you know, really an expert when it comes to real estate and uh, been in the game for a long time, grew up with it. So, you know, you, you had your mom as a mentor, you, you dove into the game, yet you still like found us and wanted to like, you know, raise the bar with this specific asset class. It's an interesting, um, when I talk to a lot of people, we've, we talked to a lot of people across the country and I find that somebody that who is a past investor or a lot of agents, you know, realtors, management, management companies, and they've been in different asset classes, residential, long-term rentals, multifamily, and they're, they don't realize that this is a completely different asset class. And there is a learning curve when it comes mm -hmm. to this. And, and I see people like you and, and you got, you're a great example of, being able to set the ego aside a little bit and say, Hey, I'm, if we're going to do this, when you and Steve had that conversation say, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this at the top. Right. And if we're going to do this at the top, we have to learn what we don't know. We've got a kind of like, we've got a great foundation. We've got, we got a very good understanding, a better understanding of real estate than a lot of people out there. However, you were, you were able to set your ego aside enough to say, I still want to learn more about it. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because that, when we talk to a lot of people, and like I said, when I mentor a lot of people and coach and speak, it's there's it. You guys are a minority when it comes to being able to say, yes, I can still learn more versus the greater group of investors, realtors, management partners that say, oh, I've already got this figured out because I know real estate. Well, we don't know what we don't know. And when buyers come in to buy short term rentals, they're not buying a home for them to live in. Yeah. They're buying a business. They're buying something that they have to appeal to a mass amount of people. And it, my saying is it takes so little to be above average, but it takes you being intentional to be top of market. Absolutely. And that's what the Vodacy model really helps with is you being intentional to be top of market because I don't think it's an accident that we became top of market is because we were intentional. We could have been average or above average but we really want to be the place to go in the West End for our type of uh, condo. And it really does take a framework of, you know, like you said, success leaves clues. You need to know um, the things that you don't know. Right. <laughs> Someone else who the experts um, have paved the way for us. And that's really what you excel in is delivering that fairy tale for people because um, people can come in and say, okay, I want a house. You're not buying just a house. You're not buying something for you to live in. It's not even, it can't even really just be your taste. It needs to be for the masses. It needs to be for the highest and best use in your market. And every market is different. You know, if you're coming to me and you say, uh, I want to buy a condo in the medical center in Houston, that's a totally different renter than the Gulf Coast in Galveston. Yeah. So, you know, you need to have your goals laid out pretty clearly as you're coming in as a, as a buyer. And, um, and then once you have your goals set and we find you a property, then you go into how can I make this the hop, the highest and best, the top of the market, wherever it is. And that takes really researching your market, researching the competition, um, and going through those modules with you, making sure that, uh, that property can get there. 
Yeah, that's great. And we, before we hit record, we, you and I were talking and, and you mentioned one of the most important things that you think every investor needs to have right, right before they even make any decision is having those goals laid out, really understanding what their property goals are, what they're, what they're trying to do. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And also, you know, as far as your goals are, it's what you're willing to invest time and money wise after closing. You know, I have buyers who will come to me and say, you know, I don't have time. I need it ready to go. That's fine. You have your goals set. That's great. That helps me find the right property for you. But then you have people that say, I do have time and I have extra money after closing. I'm willing to invest that time and money. So that's a different property. We go in and we think, how can we maximize this house? How can we change a, a hall closet and put bunk beds in there? or these giant master closets and maybe capture that space in a, in another room, you know, then we can think maximizing a, a property, which is, that's one thing I like to do because before I was a, a real estate agent, I was an interior designer. So I always walk into properties thinking, how can we make this better? What can yeah. we do to maximize this and how can we edge out the neighbors? And sometimes we go into a property right there in that house and we look at the Airbnbs and Verbos right nearby. And let's compare, how can we distinguish ourselves when we're in the house? What can we do to make this house, uh, this property really exceed expectations and, uh, and, and get booked? Yeah. And I, I think that this is a, this is a key point of why you become our, I mean, really, frankly, our, our number one recommended partner when it's, and, and you're in a market, you're, you're a large market, you know, Galveston, the Gulf mm-hmm. Coast of Texas, that's a that's a large vacation home market. Mm-hmm. But you're our number one recommended partner on boots on the ground realtors in the, you know, across the nation is because you take that front end time to really understand. And we're so intentional with our mastermind mentorship group of saying this is why our all of our portfolios look very different, even though we're mm-hmm. following the same process, mm-hmm. all of our resources, time, money, knowledge, it's, it starts a little bit different, right? And what we're really trying to do on the back end, managing your properties, not managing your own properties based on your time available mm-hmm. on the back end, money available. It's like, okay, I don't, I have enough for my down payment. I don't have a lot to get it from, you know, so there, th- that buyer's really looking for a very turnkey type of a property, right? We need to figure it out. And, um, but also you also understand that to maximize these properties, it's very, very crowded in the middle of the market, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a whole lot extra to raise the bar, but no, you have to be good. very intentional about that. You mentioned mm-hmm. that before. And I love that you have those conversations with, you know, our Vodacy family and the buyers that you work with to be able to say, okay, listen, because I've gone through this process myself, I very much understand you as an investor because mm-hmm. I've done this. I'm not just, you know, out here as an agent, you and Steve own a property and it's operating at the top of the market in, you know, for your property type in the area you're in. And you're able to have those conversations because you've gone through, like you said, most people don't know what they don't know. And a lot of us want to just skip forward to the markets and looking at properties. And they don't want, they because they just want to look at everything available and say, okay, let's just try to find the best one. Well, the best one, you know, if you and I are both looking at houses together, the best one for me might not be the best one for you. And I think that right. that's what a lot of buyers don't understand in the very beginning. And I'll give you an example of knowing what you want ahead of time, because even just calling uh, the right agent in the right market is critical. I had a client who called me and she was a young woman. They didn't have children. Um, and 
she wanted a property on the coast. And I started showing her properties, but she wasn't sure what her goals were, which is okay. We sometimes we flesh that out and that's fine. But come to find out she really wanted a property for couples only. And I'm showing her beach properties. And she said, you know, I just really think I want couples only. Now, if you want a couples only property, the beach is not your place because you're going to be missing out. If you set up a property for couples, you know, book book club, whatever, you're missing out if you don't have bunk beds. You have to think highest and best in that market. If you're buying a condo next to the medical center in Houston, you don't need bunk beds. So, you know, it's a different type of um gold and a different type of property. So you need to be clear up front with what you're looking for and make sure what you're looking for is in the market that you're calling and the yeah. agent can help you with that. And turns out that she wasn't a buyer for us and that's fine. Um, you know, we want to help everybody find their, um, their sweet spot. And if this isn't it, if the coast isn't it, um, then, you know, you need to keep looking because, yeah. um, your goals have to line up with the market is I guess. Absolutely. And, and, and we're not guessing on that, right? There's data right. that shows us that there are some markets right. that have a lot of crossover that right. you can be family oriented. You can be couples getaway. You can be adults only. Right. And there's a lot of crossover. There's other markets that you're going to struggle if you don't pick the right, the guest avatar right. that is really frequenting that area on right. a regular basis. And right. so we have to, we have to one, a lot of times when some of that data is available, right? When it comes mm -hmm. to size of properties and everything else, but the data is not available to say couples work here, adults work here, families work here. That is when the boots on the ground experts right. come into play because there are certain things that that, that data is not very, mm -hmm. it's just not reliable on, right? And so that's why we're so big on making sure that you've got an agent in the mm -hmm. area. Your boots on the ground team has got to really understand what you're doing in this space with this okay. asset class, because you, you know, a lot of agents will just say, Oh no, that'll be, that'll be great. That'll work. But you know, that market intimately, just like every area I tell people there's a, there's a street or there's a, an area that you're, you know, I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of the tracks, kind of that old saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And usually there's these dividing geographic areas within a, within a certain market that, the good agents are going to know, Hey, you don't want to be mm -hmm. over there. It's not going to bring the same revenue that somewhere, you know, even though on paper, it looks like you're a block away, which you are, there's right. a, there's a big divider there between the, the, the night, the rates you're going to charge the, the attractiveness to the guest, all those different things. Those aren't things that are easily figured out when it just comes to data tools. And that's where, that's where I think a lot of buyers going it alone struggle. Right. And also, you know, your real estate agent is your resource to the region. Yes. And most of my clients are from all over the country. Yeah. And so, you know, what we do is we're here to be your boots on the ground in our market. And I am very honest with my clients. And we, you know, that's what you want in an agent. You don't want someone that's just there to sell you a home. I, I want happy clients. I want them to make money. This is a business that you're buying. This is not real estate. This is a business. So I look at it like that. I want them happy in the next year coming back and buying more real estate. So, but there are things like you want to ask your real estate agent, um, are there great property managers? Are there great cleaners? Because we have sold in a lake. There's, for example, there's, um, you know, our MLS is huge. So we've got Houston, Galveston. We have lakes north of Houston. I've sold in the lakes north of Houston. There are not property managers that I would recommend there. Mm -hmm. So of course, when clients call me and they say, well, I want to look at the lakes up there, you, you know, the, some of the questions to ask are, 
are the resources in these rural areas? Yeah. There could be great lakes, great, mm-hmm. um, you know, farm and ranch area. But can I recommend a really reliable property manager to you or clean teams that I know will be reliable? These are very practical, but very important questions because people have come to me and said, I want a farm and ranch property or I want a property up at this lake. And I say, I would love to sell you that property. And they're great properties. But when it comes to management and it comes to clean team, there are challenges there. So these are questions you want to make sure that you flesh out with your real estate agent, that yeah. you you get practical with them and tell yeah. them, um, even if you're managing it yourself, the clean team, you've got to have good boots on the ground. And some areas are just more rural and not as uh, reliable. Right. So yeah. that's another question to ask. And that's not, again, those are, that's why you have those, those local experts and those Mm -hmm. regional experts. Like you said, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what your, that's what, how you choose as an investor, you know, and I'm, I'm, I wanted to, to, this is what I wanted to talk about when I was an investor, right? I, I've been investing full-time for 23 years outside of a three-year span where I had to pay my bills by selling real estate as a realtor, Mm -hmm. right? And so I had lost everything. And I didn't have any more money to invest. I, I was starting back up. I happened to have a real estate license. But because I knew what investors wanted, because I, I, w- I was an investor for so long, I was able to go become one of the top agents in our market in northern Utah. It, 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 I mean, we we're nominated for the large sales team of the year, the second year in business. And in a major market because I, but I specifically understood investors, right? I understood exactly what they were looking for. And I could answer a lot of those questions for them. I wasn't just Mm -hmm. taking them properties off the MLS and sending them to them. I mean, I knew, I knew when something underwrote, I understood what they, what they needed and they become these repeat customers, right? Ultimately I was really working with about 10 clients over and over and over again. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't having to go find something. And, And I think that what you're, doing now as well is really becoming an expert in this asset class in your region and becoming this phenomenal resource because, and it's not just a one and done because an investor comes back, you know, you, you find Mm -hmm. them a really great asset that performs well. Well, guess what? When that asset's doing really well, we want to, we want to continue to stack on that portfolio. And and so I think that that's, you know, I, I love having this conversation because I've actually been speaking at a lot of, you know, the real estate market has shifted, right? There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shifting going around with interest rates going up like crazy, inventory really, really low. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good agents out there that are like, man, I'm kind of struggling, but they're not taking that next step to be figure out how to become mm-hmm. a resource outside of just, you know, showing properties on an MLS, right? And, and, and to those agents, you know, I would say, do your homework, get ready for investors. Don't be yes. scrambling in when they call. You know, yes. I when I started doing this, I sold a few down there and then I started interviewing all the property managers on the island of Galveston because I wanted to know who I could recommend. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend them unless I know they are going to be quality folks, unless they're gonna deliver. And so I interviewed all the property managers on the island. I have, you know, I have a resource list of, of maids. Now I know if you get a property manager, you're going to have, they're going to have resources for you. But I want to also have a repertoire of resources for any needs that my client has. And I think yeah. any agent that is really, you know, skilled in this area with short-term rentals is going to have that for you. Um, but they also, agents need to think like an investor. 
learn the game, understand the numbers. Uh, we aren't responsible for what they buy. And what I say is after we close, I will find you a great property, but I don't guarantee results. We look and we study and we do our research and our homework. There are hundreds of decisions that that buyer is going to make from the moment we close from design to, you know, theme, to who they choose for property management, to clean teams, to their the, their style of managing it, you know, from afar or up close. So many decisions. So um, this is the beginning. We want to give them a really great beginning. Find an amazing property that, uh, that we can believe will do very well as long as they make those other hundred decisions yeah. after closing that they have to. And that's where you come in. You know, your, your program really helps to lay the foundation of what works to be right. top of the market. And that's what people want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, I think you just hit on a really critical point too, in the beginning of that was don't start trying to figure out a specific asset class or what an investor is looking for once they, once they ask or call about it. And there, there's just that learning curve is too large. You have mm -hmm. to have a foundational base of knowledge. When mm -hmm. you got really serious about this game, you invested in your education. You mm -hmm. became, you and Steve went out and invested in a property mm -hmm. yourself. You and you are an investor in this space, mm -hmm. but you also invested significantly with us to be able mm -hmm. to understand how to, how to operate at the top of the market, all those different things way before you became this, mm -hmm. you know, this mega agent down there and really becoming the recommended partner in our group specifically. But I know, you know, even outside of that in your area down in, in the Gulf coast, Coast, uh, Gulf Coast of Texas, if I could speak mm -hmm. clearly, um, but that's but it be, it was because you were proactive before you know you're thinking you, you know you're long term thinking you're saying okay mm -hmm. I'm going to build this arm of my business right and you started doing that in 2021 it's 2023 now and now look what it has done where most people are so short term thinking and mm -hmm. they're saying okay I'm gonna I'll I'll deal with it when I need to. And that, that day never comes where they actually build that arm of the business. Right, right. Yeah, I think whatever you are desiring to get into, you need to research ahead of time before you get into it, right? I mean, that's, Absolutely. you know, we want to prepare for success. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, success very rarely uh, comes fly by the seat of your pants. You usually get ready for it. I think there's a preparation time. And I think that if you're going to be a, a top of the market in any field, Preparation is always going to help you excel. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's and like you said, you're not there to underwrite the deals for your clients and, and everything else. That's their job, right? I always mm -hmm. I always say that. I've never let anybody else underwrite my own deals. I'm writing the check, right? And there's mm -hmm. there's a risk involved in everything. Underwriting is never perfect, but we can get pretty, pretty really good at it. You should yeah. understand what they're going to be looking for. You should absolutely. understand what underwriting looks like, but your job is not to go out and say, okay, here's this property and here's how much you're going to make on it. You can't do that legally. I mean, no. you're, you know, you're going to, you lose your license. You can't guarantee any sort of results and you shouldn't even suggest results. Frankly, a lot of times outside of, you know, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. What are you guys seeing in the market? And it's fine. I get the opinions of my dream team all the time, mm -hmm. but I let them know, Hey, I'm, I'm curious in your opinion. I know that you're, you know, I'm, I'm going to still underwrite my own deal. But then becoming that resource, because you're exactly right, what you're doing is on the front end and you can still send them some, you know, resources and, you know, different partners in that local area that they need boots on the ground, everything else. But you also want to make sure that they understand this is a long term investment mm -hmm. and make sure that they feel like that. OK, 
you know, you can, I'm, I'm sure Susie, when you're talking to a buyer, you know, the buyers that are like, okay, I've kind of got a long-term plan. I'm following a process. I'm following a program. I'm doing this. And I'm going to have this after I buy the property again, to your, to your point, there's going to be hundreds of decisions after they buy, mm-hmm. let alone before when they're working with you, mm-hmm. because a lot That's of times right. after they buy, then not that you're just going away, but your job is really kind of done until they're ready to do another one outside of helping them with some resources, but they need to make a lot of other decisions. And you've got that buyer that's really well planned out, understands the game is going, you're like, okay, I think they're going to do well and succeed. You've got the other buyer that's not thinking that long-term they're thinking as soon as I buy the property, all I've got to do is throw it in Airbnb and everything's going to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not the case in this market. And it's really nice because to be able to, let them know, Hey, listen, here's my experience with this so that they don't, you know, you want people walking into anything with their eyes wide open, right? It's not, it's not necessarily your job to, to solve that entire problem, but it is really nice to be able to recognize and be able to be that trusted advisor that says, Hey, Sean, you, I don't, I want to make sure that you're thinking about this, this, and this, because this is going to come up right after you own the property. And then you're going to have to make, have certain things in place long-term as an investor, you understand that. And so you can share that with them, right? And they can, then they can make some of those decisions because this is a a long-term decision. And I I love that an experienced agent that really understands the asset class itself is able to give that best advice so that somebody doesn't walk into a buzzsaw right after they buy a property and they thought, oh, this isn't what I thought I was walking into. Right. And there's so many um, aspects of short-term rentals, you know, and I, this is why I love having, um, you know, Vodacy, but you know, we have Mike Pine, we have, there are so many aspects to investing that you want to be sure as a real estate agent that I am not a CPA. I don't pretend to be one on TV. This is who you need to call. We have great people who can help you, but this is bigger than buying a property to live in. This is a business. And so you need to treat it like a business. You need to do your homework. And uh, we look at, you know, all the factors that go into making this investment decision. And then once you make the decision, even more decisions <laughs> are being made after that. So you have, uh, but but knowing, having resources that can help um, with all of the decisions that come uh, that come about with it is critical. I mean, it's critical. Yeah. yeah. Well, as and and our ultimately our goal is to have people walk into this with their eyes wide open, succeed, right. have success, continue to build that lifestyle, financial freedom that we're all after. And as you've kind of gone through this process, both personally but also helping a lot of other people get into the game, what are some of the you know outside of you know we talked about one of your one of the biggest um, pieces of advice is to really understand your property goals, what you're really yeah. trying to do as you build this this asset. How what are your resources look like? Time, money, knowledge you know, knowing that that's the number one place that people need to start. What are some of the other things that you wish you would have known as you were diving into it or that you see that is a common mistake that other people are making when they, when they really dive into the game, that maybe there's some piece of advice that seemed to be kind of repetitive for you that you're like, okay, this, I always need to start here because it seems like we're, that a lot of people are missing this. Well, I think of a couple of things. I mean, one would be a, a fear of pulling the trigger. Um, and buying the property, you know, some people start out gung ho, we start to look and then the fear sets in a what if, and, you know, and, you know, for, for me, uh, my job is to help you find the property and really allay some of those fears, but ultimately as a buyer, as an investor, 
you're going to have to make the decision. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, paralysis uh, analysis is basically it. You can get stuck thinking of what if, you know, so much going on in the world. I've had clients tell me, you know, with the world climate, well, the right mindset for an investor should be, we look for opportunities with this climate. This, this, everything happening in the world, everything happening around us, there are so many opportunities for us. So we have to look for those opportunities right now. If we don't, someone else will. So no matter what the interest rates are, no matter what's going on in the uh, geopolitical climate, um, where are my opportunities as an investor? And let's dive in and let's find them and capitalize on them and make the decision to say yes and just take the leap. You have to take the leap or you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to make any progress with your goals. Yeah, love it. And, and it is it is about taking action. There is never going to be every single box checked off before you mm-hmm. make decisions. And that's one of the one of the, the number one things that I've always like focused on and learned a long time ago was, and I, and I think the first time I heard it was from Ed Milet. And he always says, you know, that the, the amount of information that successful people need before they make a decision is actually less than yes. what average people need to have that's before they make a decision. True. And that's, that's absolutely true. They, they get, they're like, okay, I need, I need a I need about 75, 80% of the information yes. and I'm comfortable moving forward where you are never going to have a hundred percent. And that average person is like, okay, I'm yes. trying to get to a hundred and they never make a decision. They never move forward. They never make, they don't make a lot of mistakes. That is their biggest mistake is they sit on the sideline and don't do anything, but it doesn't feel like they ever do any, make any mistakes. They don't ever have any gains either. And they're just, it seems like they're always kind of sliding backwards because they don't make decisions and right. they don't get in the game. Right. And that is 100% true. And also there's personality types that come in with a very perfectionistic view of properties. They want everything perfect and tidy and neat. Well, let me tell you, even the top producing properties can be maximized, can be improved. So we always go into these properties and say, how can we improve it? Even the top producing properties can be improved in my view. Uh, I mean, there's tweaks, there's uh, design ideas, there's adding, you know, like like I was mentioning, you know, these giant master closets that are in these properties, you don't need that. How can we capture that space and make another bedroom or add it to another? So there's ways that you can, you know, if it's now, if your goal is to have it quickly on the market, then you're not going to do that. But, uh, but you know, most of these properties can be improved. And I like to go in thinking of possibilities. So, you know, take the limits off. How can we make this even better, make you more money? How, how can we extend your bottom line? And, uh, and that's how I go in every property. And I think that would be a really, some advice I would give to buyers is, um, you know, just to go look at possibilities. Uh, how can we make a small tweak, you know, like small decor without massive, uh, changes, you know, just pillows, artwork and bedding. That's a huge, you know, tweak. You just have to think, um, how can I make this even better? And just being creative, things are not always perfect in properties and we can't be a perfectionist going in and shopping for properties. Yeah. And they're never going to be perfect. You're always going to, like you said, there is always the best properties all have something that you could do to make them even better. Uh, And so if the best ones have that, then every other property below that does. Right. Absolutely. And it's the same as when you're saying, you know, interest rates and market and all these different things going Mm on, whether it's an election year or whether it's, there's a war going on, there's always outside things going on 
that make it feel like the timing is not perfect, right? All that is, all that is, is letting us justify our inaction. And that's what I think is really a, a key thing for a lot of people that we need to think is, okay, am I getting comfortable sitting on the sidelines? And am I getting really comfortable blaming outside actions for keeping me here? And because interest rates are always going to go up and down. There's always going to be something going on that's not ideal. And there's always opportunities in every single one of those disruptions, market shifts, everything else. And so I, I would challenge anybody that is waiting for the right time. Think back in your entire life and, and ask yourself, was there ever the right time? Right. Hindsight's mm -hmm. always 2020. 20. You wish you would have bought at certain times. Like we wish we would have bought pre COVID, but they were like every or right during COVID when everything was kind of lower and nobody was paying attention to properties and, but nobody wanted them because COVID was going on. Right. There was, there was this big massive right. pandemic and people were like, right. well, that's the reason why I'm not doing it now. Right. right? There's, you know, if it's not right in the middle of an election, they're like, well, I'm going to wait and see if another administration gets in and maybe things will be different and then I can, then I might move forward. If you look back at all the times in your entire life, the timing was never perfect. So don't think now is ever going to be perfect timing, but every single period there are opportunities and you have to be able to recognize them. And I promise you at the time, they don't look like opportunities. Mm -mm. They don't, if you don't, especially if you don't recognize them, but investors to get really, really excited about these times when markets shift around and there's some, there's some, things going on in the outside environment because they're just, they're just sitting there and they have less competition, frankly. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, right. selfishly as an investor, we do have less competition when these things are going on because they, everybody's justifying sitting on the sidelines. And there's right. a lot of investors that are like, okay, I'm good with that. That's right. That's right. And I think that, you know, if you have that long-term perspective, this is, you know, a lot of people jump in and they want the quick money. Um, but you really need to back up and look at your long-term goals yep. because, you know, you may make short-term money, but really it's a long-term game. You need to think long-term and have a plan and have your goals set before you so that you can look at things with the right mindset or otherwise you're going to be disappointed. Everything in life is not fast and immediate. So, you know, um, you know, you can say yes, uh, but if you're expecting X your first year, usually the first year is not your best year. Yes. That's typical. So you just have to zoom out a little bit and say, okay, I'm in this for the long haul. Uh, I'd like to ramp up as the years progress and by year five, maybe I'll be at my best year. So have some realistic expectations, even though you want to be top of the market, I think is another another. Point. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. I would say at, the, at a minimum 12 to 18 months before you really mm -hmm. start to maximize right. these assets. Right. And, and it's in my, my thought process is always, I want to get that 12 to 18 months started as soon as possible. I want that mm -hmm. time clock ticking so that I can reach my year three, four, five, right. where these really become phenomenal assets. Yes. And you have to have that long-term mindset, even though they're short-term rentals and we can make money along the way. It's not that you're not going to make money. It's mm -hmm. that you're going to have to take some time to build up a customer base, get those repeat customers coming That's in, right. making those tweaks to maximize the asset before you really start to see that, you know, those that asset become this really great financial asset that we were all hoping for because it takes time. You got to start the clock ticking at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's it. Awesome, Susie. Is there anything else as we kind of start wrapping this up or is there anything else that you would say, okay, if you're out there, you're listening, you know, it, you know, the, the piece of advice I would give you is X. 
Well, I would just say, take the leap. You know, we can always sit on the sidelines. We can always uh, wait for the world to be in a perfect place, interest rates to be in a perfect place, you know, our lives to be in a perfect place. We are all busy. We all have calendars that are full. You can always say, I'll wait for, you know, the kids to graduate school. But I would just say the best time to invest is now. I mean, I feel like if you are an investor, you are looking for opportunities. That's the mindset you need to come in right now in this climate that we're in is there are opportunities in uh, right now. Every I think every market probably has a great opportunities. You just have to find the right real estate professionals on the ground who can hold your hand and help you and uh, and help you take the leap. Yeah, love it. And and that goes from for any asset class, right? That's mm-hmm. that's great advice across the board. We love mm-hmm. vacation rentals. We love short-term rentals. It's what we invest in. You know, it's what you do and Steve and you guys are in the in this game um, you know, and, and as investors. But if you're listening and this isn't the right asset class, pick something. Pick an asset mm-hmm. class. I'm such a believer that real estate in general is the best way that the average American can build lifestyle and financial freedom and really, really secure and build their own wealth and take, you know, take the bull by the horns and ultimately be responsible for where we end up in life instead of just letting, you know, riding the, riding the wave of the stock markets and the 401ks and everything else. And so, but at some point you got to move forward. Some point you got to take the leap and you got to say, okay, I'm going to start doing it. Right. And you you can't, you can't analyze forever. You can't sit on the sidelines forever. I I guess I shouldn't say you can't, you can, but you're not going to get where you want to go by doing so. And so, so absolutely great advice there, Susie. And so Susie, we're going to post in those of you that are listening, success leaves clues, right? So we're going to post Susie and Steve's property in Galveston in the show notes. So you guys can check that out. Go check out the amazing design. It's got a beautiful congruent beach design. You can see what Susie is doing to really kind of raise the bar and operate at one of the top properties in that market. We're also going to post for those of you that are interested in going in and working with a top agent in that market. I'm going to post Susie. It's uh, Susie Austin Properties, right? Susie, with, uh-huh. you're with KW. And uh-huh. so we'll post that link as well to make sure that you can reach out to Susie if you're looking at the Gulf Coast of Texas and um, as a possibility for your investment portfolio. And then anything anywhere else we you'd want us to point any, any, um, anybody to reach out to you? Uh, I think that's great. Um, cell number. Or... Yeah, we'll ha- and that'll be on your that'll be on your uh, a way to find you on Susan Aust- uh, Austin yeah. Properties. It'll right? be on my website. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll have that all in there. And so, guys, we'll wrap up today. This has been a really fun conversation. Susie, I really appreciate you joining us and sharing this information with uh, our listeners. Those of you that are listening, we know how valuable your time is and we really, really appreciate you spending it with us. At the end of every episode, you guys know I ask you two favors. And the number one is if you got any value out of this, if you know anybody else that would get value out of this, if you'd share the show, that really helps us grow and spread this message. If you have more than 30 seconds, give us a thumbs up and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. And uh, that'll help us spread this message and continue to help people walk into this uh, short-term rental game with their eyes wide open. And then the final thing and most important thing is to go pick one thing you can do today. Start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.